if I die tomorrow I hope you hear these words I ain't here to flip no birds or sit no serve Hope the future generations can get this urge Stay woke youngin' and avenge these nerds uh. It's Tuesday night, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Nerds. It's your boy Scott. Yeah, it's your boy Law. And your oh. girl. Oh, um, <laughs> see, it's not the same with it's the not the same. Oh, I know. Don't <laughs> just running late. Don't worry. My bad. Seabass has like thrown it off by like like mixing up the arrangement. I mean, Tony just like what yeah, are you doing? It's completely off. I, I'm not used to not having tone. <laughs> that's the beautiful part oh, about man. live. It's, it's just that. So in case if anybody's oh. wondering, yes, my beard has ran away from my face. I don't know where it's at. If you find it, let me know. Great. It looks great. It looks great. He didn't want to be one of us anymore. It's okay. He didn't want to be <laughs> one of the majestics. I'm half of you guys right now. You see, it's, it's still half there. <laughs> well, BMAC, hi guys. How are you guys doing? Hope everybody's Hello. having a happy Tuesday. It has been it has been a great fucking weekend. It is looking like a great weekend coming up. Yes, Obi Wan's coming. Yeah, what? Obi-Wan. Excited. Oh man, I'm so excited. And we got your George. George. First of all, George, let me just say congratulations. You passed over a hundred. Quadrupled oh, your goal. Let's go. Yes, I've been keeping tabs. Hey. Good job. Good job. Congratulations. Also, too, also too, I gotta give George a big shout because George has been lettering my book. Thank you, George. Again, um, again, dude, um, everybody who has not met George Medina in person, again, like we said last week, he is a dude you definitely, when you see him in a show, you want to talk to him, get to know him. He is an awesome dude. Um, and you want to go definitely check out his project, Wonder Duck. We caught it up Relis. last week. What's But let's get through some announcements. Yes, George, we I owe you a couple of rounds, my brother. Oh, yeah. That is right. When New York City Comic Con comes, but we were waiting for, before I get into announcements, we were waiting for the man, the myth, the legend, the one, the only. If he's ready to come out, I'll let him come bring on, him. Come on, bring yourself in. You know how to do this. You got to come in like Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock. Come on, bro. Yes, <laughs> glass, glass breaking shattering. Wait, 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 wait. Do you have music for that? Dude, I don't know. <laughs> no, Copyright I, no, infringement. Will, be no, careful. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. There got to be music for this. Thick, 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 Some, thick, something thick, with thick, the thick, glass thick, breaking thick. and bring him in. Nah, 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 Kids were kids were acting up. So anyway, oh it's your boy Tone so from funny. across the hall. We're hey, here. Hey, hey Tone. Hola. I have that t-shirt. Oh. Old Navy. Old Navy. Yes, classic. exactly. See, I, I, I buy the t-shirts in boy side. There we go. But we got a great show for you guys tonight because we have um the one only Ray Garza in the background. Wait, in the background, we're gonna talk about his comic coming up. Um, because again, this comic has been freaking phenomenal. We're gonna tell you guys all about this, but we want to get through. Oh, we're gonna also color cover the last recent three episodes of Halo, the yes, season finale yes, of the three yes. episodes. So, yes, you guys are on an impactful show tonight. Um, That'd we're gonna great. go deep, deep in space. We are going to have some fun and this is a great episode to um you know kick off the memorial weekend but first announcements yeah uh, announcements 
So announcements. Um, make sure you guys are catching the Medusa's Cascade every Saturday on Spotify or whatever you can listen to a podcast. The Medusa's Cascade is the D&D podcast that keeps on going crazy. It is called Collateral Damage. So yes, um, it lives up to its name. You can catch it at mbeyond.com. Uh, so make sure you guys are listening. It's like over 100 episodes of just shenanigans. Almost. And, uh, we're, we're, we're getting close. We're getting damn close. I think if you include some of the recap episodes, we're close to like 90 at this point. Oh, yeah. Next week, we got another great guest coming on next week. We'll keep you guys posted on that. Make sure you're following us on social media. So this way you get those, um, you know, updates when we get you those updates, especially, you know, if we're taking any um, Memorial Day holiday weekend um, shenanigans pictures, because we'll make sure we post on that. V-Mac is all the shenanigans. Yes, all the shenanigans, Michelle. V-Mac, and just in case you guys didn't know, she is definitely officially part of the team. She has not been added to the intro yet, but she is coming to add to the intro. Let's go. You know what? Yeah. I'm so excited. Yay. Thank it you, was, It was long overdue. Long time coming. Yes. <clears throat> And it's feel special. I feel special. Cheers, guys. Cheers. <laughs> Next week we're also going to be covering Love, Death, and Robots, and oh, Obi Wan. Yeah, such a good season. Oh. I'm finally <laughs> watching, guys. Thanks to y'all. Um, I and you got, enjoyed I got it. through the first season so far. It is very good. You guys were right, and I'm going to finish it this week. So I'll be ready by next week when we ha- when we're actually ready to talk about it. So what about Spider Lady? Um, I didn't. I don't remember seeing that episode. Yeah, season one. Finally, season, yes, season one. And I may have missed that one. The guy he gets. And I probably uh, not finished season one. Well, okay. well, well, I, I like the wolf one. The dump one was weird. I, it remind you. I don't know if you guys remember the episode in Tales of the Crypt. I think it was where there was like this swamp monster, or like in the lake, and he swallowed up all the teenagers. Oh yeah, that sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, I mean, blob. I'm sorry. I'm showing my blob. age. It was the blob. That sounds something like that, but whatever. Okay, I'm it, sorry. It was in the lake. They ate I it. digress. Yep. I digress. Uh, you're not you showing so your age. Oh, yeah. next week. Oh, I'm, I'm the oldest one here. I'm 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 grandpa. So anyway, <laughs> without further ado, we want to because um you know bringing up that whole thing of love, death, and robots because you guys know me. I'm yes, all about my segue. Yeah, you have much cons. You know it, George. Um, we announced it before. Yes, we did, but it's official. Official. So anyway. You guys know I like to do my segues because we talk about love, death, and robots. And this this comic, this comic by by, by, by this Yo. great creator Ray Garza, it felt like it should have been in Love, Death, and Robots because yes. that's valid. Very, that's very valid. valid. I'll agree to that. Yeah. Listen, if you guys um again put the link for the Kickstarter, it's Hank McGregor. It is awesome. It is fire. It is everything that you want to add into your library. You want to give it up for this guy. Again, we're going to, like, do we have theme music in laws? Do you want to bring out the theme music? I, I don't know. The yard, the stream yard. The re-licensed theme music. The non-royalties. This is Nerds of Wrestling right now. Coming yeah. out. <laughs> it's a space music. It works. Take McGregor comic. Smacking it down. Give it up. One. The only. Ray Garza. Hey. Hey. Welcome. 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 Hi, guys. Thanks for having oh, me. I love man. the theme music. <laughs> Apparently, that's the thing now. We'll yeah. I, I don't know. We just kind of go. We got to get royalty-free theme music now. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> we're just going. We're, we're making it up as we go. Absolutely. <laughs> All the time. Honestly, Ray, we want to thank you for coming on the show and everything. For those who don't know you, let them know who you are and tell us a little bit about Tank McGregor, this this, this awesome, phenomenal book Yo, um, like, delivered on our lives. We right? all took the time to read it, and we all love it. You yeah. guys have to check it out. It was so, so good. It's a good, it's a fun read. I think it's we a quick all collectively read. were like, wow, he sent us 100 pages. And then we were yeah, like, like, oh, that was a really good, quick read. Like, that felt yeah. good. It's like, so good. 
a hundred pages oh, is kind of yeah. a daunting thing sometimes. But yeah. that yeah, was good. Yeah, guys, thank you so much. Wow, like I'm so glad you all really liked it and that you went through 120 pages actually <laughs> right, yeah. and, and, and finished right. it. Um, yeah, so for everybody that doesn't know, my name is Ray Garza. I am uh, the writer and illustrator of Tank McGregor and the Mechanical Menace. It is my first ever graphic novel that I've ever done. I've been drawing my whole life and uh, done little art projects here and there, but I've never actually done a whole graphic novel. Uh, my background was more in films and the filmmaking. I, I studied that. Um, that's what I went to school for. But when at one point it became a lot harder to fund film projects, but I still had all these stories and I still wanted to have a creative outlet. So I just started like drawing this comic book that I had a story for. And uh, before I knew it, I had 75 pages done and I was like, I guess I have a book. I might as well finish this. And then before I knew it, I had 121 pages and then I printed it and suddenly I have a book. Holy shit. Yeah, good. Congrats. First of all, congrats. This, yeah, super, can I say just real quick my hook, line, and sinker for everyone was a line where he says, I remember my training, especially since I never had any training. I laughed <laughs> so hard. Yeah, I laughed so hard and I just could not stop. It was just such a good read. It was such a good oh, read. Awesome. And also, yeah. so good. And there were a lot of fun nuggets in there, like that one that uh, people just saw on the screen share. Um, evaluating life decisions. I was just like, I was like, okay, I think I know what we're going through. We're going through this whole comedy. So, so what Jensen, was former <laughs> lover and yeah. my only friend. Yeah. Like what? Uh, and then and look before we jump in, and like the one thing that was getting me, and I, I don't know if you have it or if it's like a lore thing, but I need to know more about Gorbis the Conqueror because all <laughs> no, of his yes! are incredible. <laughs> Is this uh, like a, a play on Sun Tzu kind I just, of like? I really, I really enjoyed it, and I, I hope one day there is a side piece of of Gorbis and all of his sayings because I really enjoyed reading that in the chapter snippets. Oh, Dude, so Gorbis good. was totally just like a a, a one off <laughs> thing, but I've had such positive feedback on Gorbis the Conqueror. Like everybody <laughs> mentions him, and I'm like, I have to do like a sort of uh, Art of War Sun Tzu book of yeah. just quotes. Yeah. Um, That'd but Corbis the Conqueror quotes, you know. So, so what inspired the story? Where, 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 where did this idea like build up in your head? What was this like? You know, that you sat down and was like, I have to make this book. What was that defining point? Just, just let us know. Where's the origin stories of Tank McGregor? How did this become to be? Um, again, it wasn't like this thing where I like, oh, I woke up and I had a dream. Like it wasn't anything that was a set date that I remember that was the origin story. It all happened very organically, very gradually. Like I said, I would always draw and I, a lot of the doodles I draw are like spacemen and spaceships and stuff like that. So once I had um, uh, several drawings that I'm like, oh, I want to use that someday for something. And then way back in the day, I used to play Xbox Live. I still do, but I used to play Xbox Live and one of my friend's uh, gamer tags, his name was Tank McGregor. And I was like, where'd you get that from? He's awesome. like, I just made it up. And I'm like, I think his, his name was Frank. So I think that's where Tank came from, Frank the Tank. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know where McGregor came from. He, never, he, he said, I just thought it sounded cool. And then like years later, I'm like, hey, man, I want to make a comic. Can I use that name? And he's like, yeah, go for it. I'm like, awesome. So I just totally took that name from my friend. Um, Good. So once that's I had those two awesome. pieces, uh, I just, uh, again, I, I wrote it fairly quickly i didn't have a script i just had 15 pages of dialogue and it was just like nonsensical dialogue that i wanted to make funny and it was more of an exercise in seeing how funny i can be or try to be 
with just dialogue. And I wrote it and it was 15 pages and I just kind of like left it alone for about a year. And a year later I rediscovered it and I thought, oh, this is actually not half bad. And I just started like drawing it little by little, you know, but with no intention of ever finishing it or actually making it a book. Um, what gave you that it, push? Yeah. Well, I was on like page 90. I figured might as well. <laughs> <laughs> might as well go for it all, right? By that. Yeah, point. might as well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, might as well ink it now. And then, well, might as well color it. Oh, might as well print it. And suddenly I have a, a, a whole book that is not terribly bad. But yeah, like the if you not like the very beginning all. of the the very beginning of the book, the the narration, that's literally the way I started the script. I just started writing that. And that's how the dialogue happened. Awesome. Dude. This is I, so good. Yeah, and it has its own. Like I love like how you how it starts open. It just feels like it has its own voice, and you get a feel for what you're gonna get when it opens up. So I was a real. I was kind of. I was taken in by how it was. I love the art and how it was very bright and 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 it wasn't like super flash or anything. It was just very like bright, and you kind of know where you're at. Um, and like how the lettering is, and it isn't super, um, like congested it's just you get to just kind of take it all in as you read it so you know it is you know the 120 pages but it feels so light because you're able to enjoy the art and read everything and not feel like i'm squinting while i'm looking at it i can just enjoy the story so i think what you and the team did and and getting this all in there it's it's such awesome. a it feels so good to read it that 3d effect so. with the cigarette flicking off the page pretty <clears throat> oh it's so good that was yeah. a good um, line to do I'm glad you think so about the about the dialogue because I did like change the font size like 17 times because I had <laughs> since I had never made one I didn't know what it was going to look like so I was like oh this might be too small oh this might be too big and then I just kept going back and forth and back and forth and it came out all right and the whole you mentioned about like it feels like it has its own voice I'm glad you mentioned that because I did like have the first draft and I would send it um, I sent it at one point to my friend Andre. And he would come back with all these notes like, hey, this is Star Trek. This is from Blade Runner. This is the, like two whatever. And I'm like, okay, you're right. I can You know, I got to like mix it up and make it different, you know? Yeah. And I mean, obviously it starts off with space and something about the final frontier that is Star Trek. That's sort of like riffing on Star Trek. It's not like flat out like, I think one of his critiques was like, hey, that planet name is directly from Star Trek. You can't use that. Like, oh, okay, thanks. You know? Yeah. So I had uh, somebody like sort of, shaping it and guiding me making sure i wasn't like ripping anyone off cool uh, yeah, this, this totally feels the same like tongue-in-cheek but still somewhat gritty likeness of like saga like anyone who hasn't read saga uh, the way tommy described it to me and a bunch of my friends it's it's rated r star wars basically mm -hmm. with yeah. a, like a little bit of fun and camp but like like beautiful color work this is the same thing but i think you have such a different taste of like comedy and heroes and like villains and it's its own thing and it like this could have easily like we said earlier like it could have been a love death robots episode and i would have been here going where's episode two i need more <laughs> i mean yeah I mean, yeah totally no like i was whole, just gonna uh, say real yeah. quick real quick because for me um i don't know if the panel's ever seen it but it gave me like i told you in the green room final space vibes final space from tbs it I, gave that tongue-in-cheek yeah. comedy and the feel of it but it's so much better that i could see this being an animated series and working so well and catching on its own uh cult featured cult classics thing kind it's just it's just so good it is really good 
You don't know any executives at Hollywood, do you? Because I'm not that pitch. fortunate. I'm uh, not that fortunate. Working on it. We're working on that <laughs> so, one. Hang on. Say that again, but not loud. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think people who are fans of the, the art style of Judge Dre, Johan Vasquez, you definitely have that that mirrors there, but it's definitely also to your own style because it's like you can definitely you feel that with the book and then the detail that you put in there. It's like it, it's detailed, but not too detailed it's and and then the character designs i mean you, you gotta tell me a little bit about the the character designs like what, what were inspirations for some of the concepts because i'm looking at some of the character designs they're they're like some of them like the the, the little like roly like the, the the little um round guy like he looks fun and cute but he's also dangerous because he's a thug and all that's like oh i gotta watch it this guy will probably kill me in the back alley so what what led to some of the inspiration for some of the character designs that you came up with in this book outside of um outside of the main character um well first of all thanks for saying about my own style because that was like a major shifting in my uh, thought process whereas before i thought to make comic books you needed to be able to draw like todd mcfarlane or um you know one of the masters just very highly intricate detailed great perspective and all that stuff and that was something that always stopped me it's like well i, well, I can draw but i don't think i can draw like that but it wasn't until I realized that like, well, it's not that I draw bad, it's that I draw in my own style. Once I realized that it was a style and I sort of leaned on that style that I sort of like freed me up to like, oh, I can do anything now, you know, and I can do a whole book. And that's when that shift in my perspective came and that like that hurdle of like getting over myself. Um, in terms of some of the designs, I mean, I just took stuff that was A, easy to draw because I knew I was going to be drawing it for a so many different panels um and be uh somewhat iconic if you had like silhouettes i, I heard someone that like if you want to make an iconic character you got to make sure their silhouette is recognizable so like mickey mouse and shit like that you can recognize them because of the years so i figured cat mcgregor has a pretty pretty recognizable silhouette um i gave him a jacket that started out sort of like a hellboy jacket because i love hellboy and then it turned into a sort of a rocketeer jacket. I wanted to make it the, the jacket from like the rocketeer. And then I kind of made a mix between the two. So it's just a really cool leather jacket. And he rolls his sleeves up. Cause I think that's a really cool look, but not if I do it like in real life, like it looks uh, bad. I can um, see that. But um, yeah, uh, again, the, the, the ball Jensen, his partner is just a floating orb. And that went through a bunch of different iterations because originally Jensen was going to be the ship itself and the ship was going to be following him around as he like walked around. And mm -hmm. I thought that's going to be way too, it's, it's too weird and not weird. It's too convoluted to be drawing it every time like tanks walking around, it was a giant ship following him. That would have been like visually really funny, but I, I wasn't going to be able to keep it up. And then he was like a, a hexagon and then he was like a floating triangle. And I ended up just on a ball because I thought like, this is a cool slick design, a ball. And I gave him a little eye hole and then I gave him wigs to wear because I thought that'd be funny if he wore wigs. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, there my you go. God. <laughs> that was so good. Mm -hmm. But, uh, and it wasn't just a throwaway thing. Like I, I did come up with like a reason why he wore wigs and I kind of allude to the reason, like there's a, ba a backstory with them too, as to why he wears wigs and tank doesn't like him wearing wigs anymore, you know? So I'll let us explore later in like <laughs> following books. But uh, yeah. And uh, the uh, tank's visor, I get a lot of like, oh, you got it from RoboCop, but it wasn't true. I just literally made a visor because I didn't want to be, I couldn't draw his nose. Every time I drew a nose, it looked too weird and too like cute. <laughs> so I decided to just get rid of the nose entirely, cover his entire head with a visor. 
Um, so yeah, a lot of them. It also like, works because he, he was saying like I can't, like they can't see what my face looks like under here. I'm probably yeah. you know yeah terrified. I mean, but... go along. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Precisely. Um, so yeah, a lot of the designs were because oh this looks cool, but a lot more of the designs were practical uses. Of, mm. but, but I but again I I gotta come in because again it's like you have the style. It's simplistic, but it's not. It has a special, beautiful detail to it. Like when we were looking at the, um, was it some of the ships you drew and everything? Like there's a simplistic style, but it, it has this detail that it just, I mean, I, I was, it's beautiful, bro. And again, you have a fantastic style in this. And again, in this book, like, and you're right, yeah, you don't have to be the next Tom Far. You don't have to be, you, it's, you, you want to be the next Ray Garza because this is, like I said, I was, I was in love with the style and then it fits the world you created too because I'll, in this yeah. world, it was just the like art just, matches like, the writing, laughing. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it. Um, yeah. Uh, one of my favorite all-time artists is uh, Mobius. If you look at Mobius's work, it's what you said. It's very detailed but very simplistic at the same time. And he has these like gorgeous like landscape shots, and he's got these uh, like fifteen-page comic books with no dialogue, where it's just like the art speaks for itself, and it's like these great just pieces of art on each panel. And that's some one that I would always like look back to like, Oh, like see what he would do. You know, that's why a lot of the book takes place in a desert because a lot of Mobius, he draws a lot of deserts. So I thought, Oh, that's, that's easy enough. So, so what is the future for tank McGregor? I mean, I know it's, it's, it's in a kiss Kickstarter for less known comics. Um, correct me if I'm wrong with that. And I know that you guys uh, for lesser known, they definitely have hit their goal, which congratulations on that. They it's um thirty seven um hundred which the goal was three thousand so definitely nice. guys got hacker which again congratulations to you and lesser known comics for definitely ki- killing it on Kickstarter but on um, what is the future for Tank McGregor w- w- are we gonna see more stories are we gonna see more bounties are we gonna see uh, more fun characters introduced I mean can you spill any beans or is there you know let us know yeah I, mean, I can spill some beans I mean like I obviously want to keep doing them forever um. And I want to even maybe get to a point where someone else can like pitch me a story and like, hey, I want to tank to do this. And I'm like, oh, cool. Let's do that. You know, and work work with other people, you know, although I'm, I'm kind of hard to work with, to be honest. So I don't know. If <laughs> to do that. But uh, I, uh, yeah, like more immediate future, I do have a, a three book plan for their immediate arc. So a lot of the stuff that I set up between Jensen and, and Tank, Jensen is his little... Uh, Orb flying a, a sidekick. A lot former of the relations, yeah, former lover, <laughs> master tactician. A lot of that, well, part. he, well, it is a former lover, and I want to explore that. In that is so books, funny because you know? I don't want to spoil it, but I got the sense that he put his actual former lover's sentience or whatever in there. Yeah, that's what I got too. The and I was like, holy shit, him. that's wild. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're you're right on the money, and I explore that further in book two, which uh, I am oh, currently like ninety pages into it. Um, so, so, so you have no, you, 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 so you have to do it now. It's ninety pages. That's it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I have, I can't, can't back out now. Yeah, can't might as well. <laughs> oh well, yeah. No, no. But the difference is that this time around, I am going with like the plan to do like another two books. So whereas this one was very like making it and then kind of fixing stuff that didn't make sense. This one is like now I have a plan. Um, so book two and book three will be different bounties and they are different adventures, but the through line of Tank and Jensen, their arc remains the, uh, the same and it's one constant arc. 
I kind of based it a little bit on like Mad Max movies, where it's like Max is it's never really the protagonist. It's always the stories that's happening around him. But Max mm -hmm. is always a constant, you know? Um, so, yeah, there is a future plan for Tank. And uh, the book, too, I'm currently, uh, it's currently called, actually, I think I'm going to keep this title because I've already been, like, announcing it like this. But it's called Cosmic Colossus. So Ooh. Tank McGregor and the Cosmic Colossus. And the reasoning being that the first one was Mechanical Menace. Now it's Cosmic Colossus. The third one's got to be another, like, two letters oh, yeah. of the same. Yeah. But I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's got to sound like sci-fi and, like, epic enough, you know? <laughs> I, I I am here for uh, it. So so question. So when you're when you're writing when you're writing or like the main stories that you're dealing with. So like looking at this this book, um, because it's dealing with sci-fi and stuff, and you deal you you it looks seems like you take like really hard sci-fi things or futuristic sci-fi things, and then you flip it on its head or you make it really funny and sarcastic. So you take the singularity the here of of you know the the combination of humans and and organics and and uh, illorganics and all that and eventually it becomes to turning them into sex objects which i thought was <laughs> really which i thought was really great cuz like it's always the, the singularity is always a fascinating project of humans and moving forward in the future and you took you brought it down to the base level of the human need to fuck something um <laughs> so in your other books aside from like going through that going through that uh process of with jensen and and um and tank are you going to be doing other sorts of sci-fi tropes that we that are known and true but kind of flipping them to fit into the world that you have going on so maybe in in colossus or in the future books yeah i definitely am i mean the whole singularity thing is came about because it's also something that i find very fascinating and such a interesting topic and just ripe for like science fiction but I also don't know enough about it to like be mm -hmm. really to have really smart writing. So my natural tendency is to make fun of it and to make a joke out of it, you know, and make it uh, funny. Like, hey, I don't know much about this, and I'm not gonna hide it, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I do like Wikipedia every now and then, you know, like uh, <laughs> and like get some ideas. I'm like, oh, okay, the Bible. Sense, it's the that. Bible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the Bible, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, there are a ton of sci-fi concepts that I I. I find fascinating terrifying um great um and cosmic colossus book number two i'm dealing more with um with religion and the okay. how that and how that plays into uh, uh, the future self and science and how religion and science are uh, at odds and you know there are gods but are there gods or are they just some like just a giant entity that like accidentally created a society because he you know, put this into that accidentally and suddenly he's a god, you know, like things like that is uh, things that I want to explore in the second one. But yeah, I, I do have a lot of sci-fi concepts. And if you guys have any sci-fi concepts, let me know because I'm also up for just hearing them. Oh, man. Yeah, this is it's a long list. Probably the group Such to do that list. with. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. That'll take a whole nother, like, whole other section, whole other it's hour. Like, Oops, I created life. Sorry. Um, right. Please don't <laughs> issue. There you go. Life was created, big bang theory. Um, literally. Um, no, but I, I again we as you can see, we love the story. I, I definitely hopefully one day see this as an animation because it's yeah. so Dude, yeah. Again, is, is there is there a self-insert character? Because I know you took the name from your buddy, but I feel like artists some somewhat either put characters that kind of reflect them in some way, or they'll just like plug themselves in as like some background character that gets killed did you do that with this at all well 
it, in a sense, I am all of them, kind of like they're all okay. me, and they're all just parts of me, and that I would never like show in real life. But like in the comic mm. book, oh sure, this guy is a pervert, you know. Da, 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 da. Um, <laughs> um, that robot, that one robot, man. Yeah, that one robot. Yeah, <laughs> but as far as like getting people from real life, not really. Uh, the closest, the closest thing I would say. robot scene that that did it for me. Oh, <laughs> the campfire you, you, robot scene. Yeah, I am all those. This. You have to base some characters on the nerves. There you go. The closest thing that I can think of is the Gorbis the Conqueror quotes are very much things that like I face in either real life or I hear someone say and I'm like, oh, that's kind of funny, you know, like it may be molded to its own thing. Mm -hmm. I think at one point Gorbis is like, there's a special circle in hell for people who describe entire movie plots to you. Yeah. It's like that afternoon some guy was just like talking at me. <laughs> about something that I had zero interest in and you're just like slowly politely trying to back away but he won't stop because they don't get social cues and it just really annoyed me to the point where I had to write it as a form of catharsis you know great <laughs> that's so funny that is so funny to me because I know people who do that but yeah isn't it annoying <laughs> anyway, super annoying very very listen people you, you, you came to the right group trust me like this hit home with all of us we oh, we awesome. definitely enjoyed it. We were talking about it all day. Yeah. Oh, that is so cool. I'm gonna send you guys yeah. a lot of drafts and stuff now, so you know I'm on the right track. Yeah. What? Please do. Yeah. I'm no. It was, a, it was a. It was a, like it's like not. There's no hot air being blown up your ass. Like it was a really fun. It was read. a fun read. It was. It, it was a really fun read. I was Thank waiting you. for everybody. <laughs> I was waiting for everybody to read it because I knew I was like, dude, this is just, this is fun. Show this me your blam bam face. <laughs> oh my god! I died. Like what? Okay, sorry. There's so many quotable or memorable moments that you're just like, what the fuck is going on? Here we on? go. Marketing idea, just, just for you. You could put all that on t-shirts. I guarantee you, you're gonna have people like, yo, yes, I love make the t-shirt. Yeah, show this. me your blam blam face. I'm buying I, it. I, I I'm want serious. That blam blam shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Get, get, yeah, I should do that. Get some, that's get another one of those lines. That's another one of those lines that, like, I had no idea. Because, again, people who have read it bring up that line. They always bring up that line. That was just such a you throwaway line. You need a trademark it. Yeah, trademark I need, it. I need a like trademark Like ASAP right, right now. Like, absolutely. So, Ray, I want to ask you real quickly. When you're writing um, McGregor, what is the voice that you hear coming out of the character's mouth? Like what fate, what, like if it's a mix between certain actors or anything like that, what is the voice that you hear Ooh, coming I love out? love that question. Um, it is a uh, 100% the uh, voice of David Hayter as Solid Snake. Uh. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, I love uh, that. 100% like I would, I, I even say his lines in my own little like snake voice. It's oh. uh, like, as I'm writing it, it's, it's, it's the way he sounds to me. Yeah. So I see, love that. We're gonna put a whole marketing doc and like, listen, we gotta get David Hayter to voice him. For some reason, he gave me when I was reading, he gave me Matthew McConaughey. Oh, that's kind of close, actually. He's kind of oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I, 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 that's what I pulled from it. Like that energy gave me Matthew McConaughey. I don't know. It was because it was. Matthew McConaughey has that cockiness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think yeah, I he definitely has the abs. I don't, I don't think I ever put a voice. I feel like a younger Carl Urban, maybe like a very young, like twenties Carl Urban, but maybe maybe the the yeah, I can see it. Carl Urban, Carl Urban would definitely pay the, especially what we've seen him on the boys. Yeah, with how he is on the boys, like that well, same tongue in cheek, like like asshole behavior. Yeah, 
Well, Carl Urban played a uh, dread, right? So like, and yeah. dread was always in the back of my mind. Yeah, yeah. 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 I didn't watch that. Better dread, apparently. It was really, it was really good. So there you go. See, it's halfway there. All, all you gotta do is talk to Carl Urban. That's it. Like, dude, voice the character. Come on, you look like him. There you go. Well, David, hey, I got a guy David for you. Now. <laughs> I mean, uh, what we're gonna do right now we normally don't do this in the beginning because we're gonna go on to our next topic but i do want to get you to plug away on your book go right ahead right oh thanks yeah so um you guys can find it at the uh kickstarter is going on right now if you go to lesser known comics find lesser known comics on kickstarter and you can pledge check out all the other tiers and rewards if you want to like follow me and any everything Tank McGregor, I'm uh, mainly on Instagram at uh, tankmcgregor dot not, not dot anything, just at Tank McGregor comic. That's McGregor with two G's. And um, yeah, there's a tankmcgregor.com if you want to follow it uh, on there as well. But on Instagram is my main squeeze. You can uh, follow me on there and you'll see all the Tank McGregor art. Again, it's Tank McGregor with two G's because I thought that's how you spelled McGregor when I made it up. But apparently it's just <laughs> one G. That's when we we gotta get McGregor and McGruber now to the crossover. There we go. Oh McGregor oh, and McGruber. I thought that was gonna be, it was a play on McGruber. I honestly was thinking that, and then it wasn't. <laughs> I was like, all right, okay. It's yeah, like, I and, oh, I just shot a follow. There you go. Nice. There we go. Coming. It's coming. Don't worry. You got a bunch of follows about yeah. to come. But um, no, for those who are tuning in, make sure you guys, uh, if you've missed the beginning half of this episode, go back on demand and watch it because we have Ray um, Herza on the on the on the horn here. Talked about Tank McGruber, um, Tank McGregor. It is his comic yeah. that came out here with that basically is ninety pages of smack you in your mouth, awesome sci finess. Um, the Kickstarter link is in the description. Make sure you guys support it for lesser known comics, and it is in there. Um, again. When I say that this is a book, when we all tell you that this is a book you want to have yeah. in your collection, definitely support the Kickstarter. Add this book to your collection because, again, this is a book that you're going to be picking up. Keep on laughing, loving it, and want more. And um, we want to thank you for show, uh, sharing this. We had some good books lately. And we're fucking so yeah. excited for all of you guys. Yeah. Like It's Indeed. been really great to see all of it. Yeah, I know. They have a bunch of good ones. And uh, Death Wish, uh, which was written by Mark Bernal, is like a cross between Mad Max and... Uh, uh speed racer which you know you had me at mad max it's so cool and the art by kieran quinn is like so badass um and uh, uh good night by franco luna is just a, it's a really scary read you know it's an actual like you don't think that a comic can make you like jump scare but he actually managed a jump scare oh, and nice. a good jump scare in there like it's it's really good um and it's, it's terrifying so it's a lot of good stuff it's beautiful. And again, I want to congratulate you guys again on the Kickstarter because again, it's um it's awesome to see indie creators being able to get their content out there. And Kickstarter has kind of created that platform for people. And mm -hmm. it's always gets us excited to see that indie creators are getting the support out there because people want more than the big two out there. And this is nothing against the big two, but people do want more stories. And again, there are a lot of phenomenal stories. And this is one of three stories in this Kickstarter that people are going to get. And again, we want to thank you for sharing that with us. Um, this is something we want to see as an animation. And we told you the whole panel loved it. It was like, dude, again, thank you again. And um, you are the perfect guest for this next segue because again, you are oh, Ryan's space. You're going right into space, yes, because <laughs> yes, yes, you're sure. also a fellow Hello Halo alumnus. Halo, oh, is here we go. Here we go. Okay, okay. Oh, quick here question, quick question before we jump into Halo. Uh, Ray, that map behind you is that Middle Earth? No, guess again. We get one more try. Fuck. 
Wait, uh, is it I, I want. I want to make. I is it fantasy make... or sci-fi? Fantasy. It's Game of Thrones. No, nope. no, nope. no. Nope. I've I've nope. I've looked at those maps. It's definitely not Game of Hold Thrones. <laughs> um, Wait, let's zero in on him real quick. Make him bigger. Well, okay. <laughs> that, I feel think. like that's cheating. Uh, if, I, if I bring it closer, you'll know. It says it right there. Uh, hold on. Uh, I'll give you it's a, a, it, a hint. It's a, all right. I'll, I'll take no, a hint. No, no, no. Take a hint. Oh, don't, don't, oh, don't, all right, go fine. No, it's a video game. It's a Ooh. video game. Oh, no. Oh, it's not the it continent Zelda? from Witcher. No. 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 It's, uh, if it's, it's, it's. I'm very uncomfortable you having the camera just on me now. Sorry. Take it off. Take it off. Take it off. Yeah, yeah. My bad. My bad. Now we're trying to like all. Not moving to the next segment. Let's get it. That's gonna bother me. It's a fantasy video game. You said. Yeah. Fantasy video game. That should have been it. Like that should have been the one. No. Is it not the Batman? It's. I'm leaving. That's it because. It's not Skyrim or anything like that. It's not any no. of the, it's not any of the Elder Rings. It's I mean, Skyrim. Elder... It is Skyrim? It is Skyrim, yeah. Uh, okay, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know Skyrim. I would have never guessed. I don't know Skyrim, and I was like, no, that can't be. That's too easy. That's a gimme. Because from how I'm seeing it now, it looks like part of a continent. And I know Skyrim, that top part is probably the the uh, the snowy whatever fucking Dawnguard place. Well, Skyrim is the top of Cyrodiil, so it is top ah, of true. Yes. Oh, I just uh, noticed someone's I second guessed myself. God damn it, Law. Yeah, I wasn't getting that one. That was a given. I that wouldn't was have fucking known. Alley I would have thought that would be like super easy, but uh, because it gets I, released I, in I, every it gets released also, every year. Like, I'm on also every very platform. Used to only looking at the Skyrim map, not the entire world map. So I've seen mm. like the Skyrim map plenty of times, but not the entire world of. Uh, it reminds sure, me sure. of the original. <laughs> <laughs> I've, never, I've, never, I've only played uh, Skyrim and like a little bit of Morrowind, I think. Oh, that's insane! I mean, I, I remember I played Skyrim to death back when it came out, and that's actually I think that came with the box. So I'm oh, I'm very nice. I'm very obscure gamer. I play games like what? So that Star Eliza Disco and shit like that. What oh, wasn't what? bad? What wasn't oh, bad? It's a it's yes, a it's, it's finally. <laughs> I, I never yeah. I never played it much. It wasn't like my kind of game, but it wasn't a bad game. No, it was a bit ahead of time. Yeah. yeah, no comment. I don't even For know what sure. that is. It's, so it's, bad. it's it's a fun game. It's just yeah, like you said, it was ahead of its time. I'm um, so sad. But that yeah, we get it. Oh, I we're, we're, we're jumping into Halo because um, you know, it's been pretty interesting that we finally get a show starring the Master Chief, bringing um the Halo universe to the masses. Um, so Ray, we're gonna start with you. What did you like? What did you not like about the series? Give us your love take. Oh, I had a whole spoiler warning for Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, yeah, we go. Oh, he had it ready. Let's go. He had it ready. Got yeah. like, okay, 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 no, okay, wow. Okay, okay. Wow. So we're doing so. So the spoiler warning. It, it's gonna be um snippets from each of the episodes. All right. So we're talking Halo. We're talking the last three episodes of Halo. Episode seven, Inheritance. The snippet there is that we're gonna continue on with Quan nonsensical b-plot uh episode eight <laughs> allegiance master chief fucks and in episode nine transcendence there was a firefight all right and let's go <laughs> to it 
Good job, Tone. Good job, Tone. That you, Tone. Thank you so much for that. This is why George loves the show. He oh wants George, uh, just Tone spoiler warnings. But oh yeah, Ray, give us, give us your take on the show again. It was, it was like when we were getting on the show, we were um, talking back and forth on email. You big Halo fan, so tell us your love about the show. Give us your your, your notes about the show, your hates about the show, what's your likes, dislikes. Go ahead. You got the mic. Um. Things I liked. I think that as a show, as a television show, it did a lot of things right. It wasn't incredible, but it was entertaining. It was fun. It kept a lot of, uh, it kept us interested. It kept us going. It had a lot of interesting characters and a lot of interesting little plot twists. Um, I thought the action was actually pretty good. I love the action. I love some of the character representations. I love how they kept the sound effects from the video game that was like on point. Um, now that being said, I feel that this show is Halo in name only. It has zero to do with what I love in the game series or the lore in general. Ladies and gentlemen, what we witnessed here was a murder, plain and simple. They assassinated. <laughs> This was nothing short of an assassination on a franchise, on an IP that has no need to be mixed and modded and shaped for the masses. Like, what are the masses? We are the masses. The people who play Halo are the masses. Oh we don't God. need to change. Tell us how you really feel. A murder? Oh, I'm masses? here for it. Like, wow. So yeah, to be fair, episode 7 has a 4.0 rating on fucking IMDb. Saying, which is... It doesn't, exactly. it doesn't make sense. Like, I like to to your point, Ray. I was like, if I'm taking it as a bubble of a show, it was an enjoyable show. I loved episode one and how like the representation of how plasma weapons worked in the books was like really out there because of how brutal they were. Um, but uh, but as we you know you change you know blue team to silver team and we're not using a names that we know. Um, we're I'm like, all right, well. What's going on here? And then you bring why? in McKee, yeah. and like, why is McKee here? And like, this whole to do, and it just like, looking at it by itself, it's an enjoyable show for anybody. But we had the fall of Reach as a book, which we could have you could have translated onto onto screen to get us there. And then two seasons of the fall of Reach, and then we do Halo in season three. Something um, as simple as changing yeah. names. Why do they need to change? Why is why is Alexandra New New Alexandria? Why is it Reach City? Why change that? Like, there is no Reach City. There's Alexandria. Just keep it Alexandria. Why is uh, uh, Miranda Keys in the science division? Miranda Keys is a badass space captain. You know, she took over her father when he died in the games, and she's just a fucking badass, and she's on the ship deck, and she's making commands, and she doesn't give two shits about how things work. She just knows she has to go and fix things. You know, why here is she, like, some little girl trying to, like, figure out after mommy's footsteps, like, figuring out the science and, like, Figuring out like linguistics and stuff like that. It's nonsense why they changed those things. They had no reason to change those things. Anyway, I'll let one of you guys talk. Well, from the perspective of someone who knows nothing about the show, nothing about the game, nothing about the lore, I give two shits about what the fuck anybody just said. <laughs> All I'm going to say right now is the show is really good. And I think they did a great interpretation of whatever we may not have known. I understand that you guys 
feel your attachment to Master Chief and how he should have shouldn't have fucked. It just takes away from his whole mystical. I don't, I don't care. I don't What's care. I don't care. He got down. I just I don't, don't care. I don't understand why people are so upset with the show. It's such a, it was I mean, done well for a sci-fi space show. I think the acting was well. The story was laid out correctly for what it was for me because I obviously don't know the lore behind it. With that said, um, I didn't like that they killed McKee in the last episode. I think that she should have maybe been a little bit more valuable. However, she also didn't really serve too much of a purpose after she fucked. So it didn't matter, I guess. Um, with that said, yeah. I, I was not happy about um, Cortana taking over Master Chief's body. Um, with I I don't I just think it took away from the human aspect of his experience and his character growth for the show. Um, hopefully they rectify that. We'll see where it goes with the series. But I think they did a very good job making this game adaption into something that was enjoyable to see on screen. Honestly, I I, I gotta agree with that because they could have been so much worse. It could have been the Resident Evil movie adaptions oh, that, they, that we've seen. Oh my God. <laughs> adaptions that we've seen. It's like I I took it as this way. I I was already not expecting too much from the show because I've seen so many video game adaptions yeah. mm -hmm. going all the way back to Super Mario. It, oh God! It wasn't going to one hundred percent appease. Um, definitely all of us who love the lore of Halo. But what it did do is that, it, 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 in a way, it set up something. I feel that um, we may get another season of the show because it it it, it was a great sci-fi show. It was I a good sci-fi show, but um, season, yeah, uh, we did confirm. But looked, it's it's, it it's a great yeah. sci-fi show that uses the elements of Halo. That's how I see it. Is it one hundred percent going to represent what we've known and love about Halo? How no. But it, it 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 used a lot of the elements, and I think that it did a lot. It did better. Again, like I I was a big Resident Evil fan, and I'm still depressed with the movies. I'm scared with the Netflix adaptation that's about to come out um, for Resident Evil because no one has done Resident Evil justice aside from the animations. Like I loved all the Halo animations. Um, did I care about the magical the magicals the family magical su um, subplot? Because that's what I kept magical. on the magical. I kept on thinking about them, like, wait, we're 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 in that, but I didn't care about that subplot. I mean, I get I my, I my time back. Um, yeah. Apparently, I just learned that 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 portal, whatever she's there to guard. I don't know what exactly it's going to allude to or what it leads to. Obviously, for me, uh, because I'm so I'm a noob on that whole backstory. But I I think I don't know the importance. They didn't. It wasn't strong enough of a part of a subplot for it to matter to me. But it, it, I, I want to see where it goes. Hopefully they build on it, and, and I'm excited about it. I think that it's – see, the thing is for me, Fox taught me a long time ago to not have high expectations for anything that I love um, because they ruined my mutants. Um, with, that <laughs> said, with that said, I now accept things for what they are, and I'm going to take it in for what they give me. If I think it's good, it's good. If it's trash, it's trash, like – Every time they do an anime adaption, but you know it it, it worked for what it was. Definitely, go, go ahead. Ray. Bleach you know, one. in defense of Resident Evil. No. Oh <laughs> yes. <laughs> let's go ahead. I, let's do this. I I hundred percent agree with you that the movies did not. I'm assuming you're talking about the Mila Jovovich movies. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, yeah, so like, yeah, they're not at all like the games and they stray wildly away. But if you play the games, the games got so batshit crazy, especially like five and six, that the movies actually capture that pretty well. Like the movies are just as nonsensically like awesome and just ridiculous as the games turned out to be, you know? Um, yeah, and, mean, whenever, and when they try to do that new one, which I heard, I haven't seen it, but I heard that it was a lot closer to the first game, a lot more horror, whatever. I heard it sucked. So I don't know why I haven't seen that one. Oh, with um, Big yeah. Vampire Mama, the sit on your face, that one? No, no, no. I haven't no, seen no. it, no. It, oh, no, no, no. The, the movie. They, they've come up with a oh, movie. Oh, yeah. the movie. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, they had a, village. <laughs> yeah, no, they had a great cast for that last movie, but the script I heard was really bad. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. It didn't do really well. Um, they just they, fell short on a bunch of Well, there's something about Hollywood. Hollywood is like for some reason afraid to use the stories that or at least adapt the actual stories from the video games because they're so scared to i don't know some of these video games have really good stories going back to halo that has a really actually like really well thought out boring story that they could have just taken from that they didn't have to like oh we don't want to alienate a broader audience let's make up our own thing there's no need for that. That's what pissed me off the most. Now you've alienated the people who like backed you, the people who supported most, people who have been the only ones waiting for this. Because I guarantee you, uh, uh, V, you weren't waiting for a Halo TV show, but when it came out, you saw it. I mean, I was interested based on the advertising. I wasn't yeah, but for waiting eight, for it. No, exactly. Yeah. We we were waiting for it for eight years. You know, it's been yeah. It's when been since when they announced it eight it. years ago, exactly, and that's what we were waiting for. So when it comes out, and like it's not a show for us, it's a show for someone else, and maybe they like it, maybe they don't. I mean, imagine calling yourself uh, your show Halo. There wasn't that the Halo never appeared, and don't know no, that was a that was a vision. That wasn't the Halo. You know that. When I was they about to say, didn't they show Halo? No. Yeah, kind of. I mean, they, 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 they never they never go to the Halo. Imagine if I watched Passion of the Christ and they... Christ wasn't in it. Like it makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> but Halo was in it a little bit, I, I guess. I mean, what if are they not? not no, I didn't well, think it was well, intended to give it to us all in one season. I don't know. So the thing is, like the way they're going. So I don't know how we're gonna get to Halo because what we thought was gonna happen, you know, I assume that Reach is going to get destroyed eventually which I'm assuming is going to be season two. And then they get to Halo. They get to Halo after Reach is destroyed. So, and Reach is still around, but like Halsey is now out on a lamb and all yeah. this other stuff, which, which I, I'm, I'm curious to see how they're, how they're going to go about it because that bitch, she's it such just, a fuck. It just I, feels like as I saw her on the table, I was oh, like, yeah. she's it's a clone. I can't well, stand like, that bitch. Yo, that first of all, she committed the highest treason like ever. This, this, she's a fucking asshole. Okay, I don't understand. Not that part, part right? Though. She's an yeah. asshole in the book. She's an. Is asshole. she an asshole? Yeah, yes. they got her. They, they, they got her right. They, yeah, they got her right. They got they got her right. They got. I enjoyed Cortana. I really Cortana. Did. They got perfectly. Um, yeah, aside yeah. From, okay. you know, the same actress. Yeah. So her, what else yeah. was it on point? Were you guys really pissed off about Master Chief and seeing his face? I don't no, I, I mean no, that shit doesn't bother me. It's just it like to raise point and you're they're just changing things to change them when the story of the spartans is you can it's a story as old as time abducting kids and turning them into soldiers but that's what they did no but like but but like all the other stuff that got like you you decide to change the names and and how and talking about so because it's silver team instead of blue team is that the concern well why but why like why are we changing things why does that matter like 
okay, okay, I'll give you this. I'll give it that doesn't make sense, but we're gonna change Namor's background to be of Mexican descent because we want to make something more relevant to the no, world. I'm annoyed or, with that. I'm kind of whatever because Atlantis is a bullshit he, world. I anyway. thought he was, I thought he it's was bullshit. Asian. So to make it, I would have preferred what's his name? Young. Don't get me there. Don't get me there. You know, but I think we can have a you can have like a realistic dialogue as to why they do that change versus mm -hmm. the changes they took when you have something already written out. It just feels like you're reinventing the wheel and backing yourself into some sort of corner because I don't know what season two is going to be. That's yeah, and sometimes of, yeah. sometimes it worked. Like one of the things that is not in the books or the games or anything is that uh, Miranda is uh, Halsey's daughter. And that Halsey and Keys had her together. That's not, that's nowhere. And that, I didn't hate oh, really? that. That, that. That that made a lot of sense. Like, oh, that makes sense. And it's a very clever way to keep it all within the framework of the show. I didn't realize that 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 wasn't. I thought that was part of the series as well. Uh, the, the the game. No, I mean at least it's never explicitly said in the games. Mm. Okay. But it, but they're not. I like, also didn't know Miranda wasn't a doctor in the games. Apparently, yeah. She she takes over her dad, like G. Yeah. G she does Got like, it. follows in line. She's not a scientist. She goes down the line of her father's well, side. Her father's father side and doing uh, captaining a ship because after Keys is dead and you see her in Halo 2 um, with her and Hackett and the whole to-do and she's like running. She's getting that res getting more responsibilities. Um, mm -hmm. Got it. Yeah. Series progresses. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. What other differences are there? Well, I mean, we didn't see oh, last. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm just trying to understand yeah. where the disconnect happens. Because Silver and Blue team, I'm not sure. Well, I'm not. I'm well, just, sorry, Seabass. Well, sorry. It also does feel too like in the whole Reach thing, and I think we talked about it too. The Covenant, you find out about the Covenant in the middle of the Fall of Reach, and here it seems like the Covenant are established, and they, and I'm just we're kind of just thrown in into this war and. It would have been interesting to see the Spartans dealing with the shit they were supposed to deal with. So, like dealing with that Madrigal stuff, like going into the outer rim and dealing with all that, and then the Covenant showing up and becoming a conflict where the Covenant are just there. And now we need to make the Covenant work and deal with the Reach stuff. So we're gonna bring in this chick and then making the bringing the Forerunner stuff and bringing in the Halo Ring and like bringing in all these aspects when it didn't. It should have just been a conflict of. Spartans against humans, Spartans against aliens, aliens taking, destroying Reach, and us getting to Halo eventually. I'm cool we didn't get to Halo. I'm cool with that. I don't give a shit about that. That's fine. I, I think the Reach story is fantastic. The fall of Reach by itself is a fantastic story. Is so, it something you think that they will eventually get to? That maybe they're drawing it out to give it an extra, extra few seasons? Maybe, but what are they going to do with Halsey? Because Halsey is central to that she doesn't go off on her own way until later. Like she's still, people don't trust her and all the other stuff, but that's later down the line. She's central to all of that reach stuff. Hmm. Here's another thing. Um, so yeah, the fall of reach happens. And I think, I think they will do the fall of reach eventually. They have to, otherwise yeah. then, it, then it's a failure of a, a, now they're just doing the pisses off. But, uh, in the games, I, I don't remember quite how the covenant discovers reach and why they, they just find reach and just they destroy it. Here in the show, I don't know if it's a plot hole or if they're going this route. Either way, it's stupid. It seems like whenever the humans, whenever Mad the Chief or or me uh, Maki touch the artifact, it does two things. It shows them the map, but it also tells the Covenant where the artifact is. So it works like a beacon, right? 
Master Chief touched it on Reach, so the Covenant technically now knows where Reach is. So if what they're saying is that Master Chief is responsible for the deaths of millions and billions of people, that I don't think I can abide by. That is a huge thing that they just did. And it's either a plot hole they didn't think about that, or they really are implying that Master Chief was responsible for the death of Reach, which is kind of, kind of weird. I don't, like, they, I, I don't think they. I don't think they implied. Yeah, no, I don't think they implied. I, I, I assume that what they were doing was that um, McKee was going to be the one to give them the um, location for Reach because it didn't. Because when he touched the the object on Reach, it didn't activate the other object. Mm, the yeah. object, so they wouldn't have gotten it from him. They got that connection, but it only happened. Also, yeah. Also, too, don't forget, like McKee was there when they hijacked one of the ships. So they could have gotten the information from the ship that they hijacked when she attacked it. So it's like they it, it's gonna be interesting to see if they go with the whole thing with the fall of reach next season because I think that that would be the the big huge selling point for season two is the fall of reach and you see more Spartans because you know they're like we we saw that there was only three Spartans throughout the whole show aside from Master Chief. Aside from Master uh, with not with not counting Master Chief. Um actually four, yeah, if you count Soren. Um, who again, like it, it would be interesting to see where are the other units at, where are they in this whole picture and everything. Um, I think also to the show, because we didn't get too much covenant in the series, it's maybe because of budget reasons. Maybe they might get a bigger budget next season to help them, you know, maybe more covenant. But I was like, I was like, when we got brutes, I feel like they absolutely um, need to do a lot of the like, what, like you guys are saying, the halo stuff, the glassing of reach and all this other stuff next season otherwise i don't know if they're gonna make it to season three because while i liked this season it was good it wasn't something that like if it wasn't that for this like season finale i wouldn't be interested in season two the season finale was very good the season finale was very good but i i like if it weren't for that like that again we keep saying it but that magic the entire subplot of magical that's like at least thirty percent of this entire series that I could have like done away with. I would have much yeah. rather them spend more time on like the backstory of Spartans or the program or Did anybody. George. Thank, Thank you, George. George. Yeah, but, I, or anybody I, else, you know. I agree with you. So, like, the thing like we want because ideally we're gonna lose some Spartans, and the whole point is that you got to feel for when you lose them. So, you know, I think I, I forgot who who else played the. I, did law you played fall of reach or you didn't play fall of reach oh no i think pong did or something oh you played fall of reach yeah like a, as everyone dies in fall of reach it, you if you feel it because it's your team like you feel them as they all go down and then in the book kai better not die dude i was when, when that happened with kai, i thought, I was kai like, was they better not I thought she was gonna yeah. go they better not <laughs> fucking kill that bitch well, because kai, she's so, like but kai's the only one we feel for right but like in the mm. books in the what i what i wanted and the reason kind of why you want the, them to grow up as a group is because you, us as the viewer, get attached to the group. And right. everyone, all these kids have their nuances. Like, one of them's the fastest, no matter what. One of them's the strongest. One of them's the best fucking sniper in the world. John's the leader because the John's the fucking leader. Because um, he's just got he's just got it. And Maybe he loses the silver team and he creates the blue team. Oh, no. No, no, no. What I'm saying is that when we lose these Spartans... I, aside from Jai, I don't really care about the other two. In the book, when like Fred sacrifices himself to blow up the Covenant ship, you're like, oh shit, I feel fucking bad. 
that's his boy. You know? So, like, that's kind of, I don't feel attached to the Spartans. I feel attached to John because he's Master Chief, and I've been playing Master Chief since I was in seventh grade. Of course, I'm going to be attached to Master Chief. <laughs> But yeah, I, I think I think Kai was the um the opening for what we may see with the other Spartans because it's like at the end they all because they were still under Hall's the character show. growth. Yeah, yeah kudos to that actress. Kudos to the actress who played that character too, because yeah. like she really embodied embodied that character, and it's like I love the whole scene where she's like with all the grunts. And she's just like, you know, all right, what, what oh, else have we got? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. What, anything else? Yeah, what else do you want me to carry? Like, she, I loved, what it was interesting about seeing her watching Chief take out the pellet and then her doing it herself as well, is that she's experiencing all of these new emotions and you can see it. And you can see how she's experiencing it. She's doing it by herself and no one even knows these subtleties in her own personality until it comes out later, like, you took out your damn chip. And she's like, I just saw you do it. So, I, I, I mean, it was really good to watch. And I was, like, devastated when I thought she was going to die. Um, but glad she didn't. In fact, it was the other bitch who almost died. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. It's, it's definitely, you have a lot of people who we can say, like, we feel for or we feel connected to. But I completely understand as, like, people who have played the game, like, like I don't feel attached to any of these people because, like, you grew up with a certain set of characters, and you're just like, I don't know who X, Y, and Z are, but they can leave right now. I wouldn't fucking bat an eyelash, you know. Mm -hmm. I completely get it. Um, they did do decent writing with some of the characters. I will say, like, um, with uh, with Cortana, like we said before, um. I like Keys, but I feel like Keys could have been better, like written or like Keys felt too much like she was trying to like prove herself, and, like catch up and like all this other stuff. And I was like, I feel like something's missing. And when you guys said that she should have been like something else, makes total sense. Yeah. Um, Kai, I actually loved Kai, but I wanted more from her. I feel like she had like a good like little bit of development, but there was something missing that like didn't really translate and i was waiting for either like uh so like i will say when she like uh confronted halsey that's more or less what i wanted but i wanted that to like be a whole thing it felt like very isolated to just halsey and when she got back she kind of just like brushed it off and like was like all right and we're good now it's like no like that was a good scene when she confronts Halsey and like the Halsey's like a, a what's her real name a, a, a assistant like mm -hmm. hits her in the head with a wrench and she just kind of like fucking like goes like that it's like oh shit pissed her <laughs> off yo I was mad when she took out the assistant she was like this mother because he was just he, oh, he just I was like I was, yeah. I was way for him to get wasted man Fuck yeah that guy it. had such a killable face he was yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, that was funny. He definitely has a killable face. Uh, do, do, so the question to the panel: Do we want more Soren through next season? Do we want to see more Soren? I don't care for what no. Pong calls I don't, him. I don't. Uh, Chappelle. Chappelle. No, no, they call him a well-fed Chappelle. Well-fed <laughs> Chappelle. I don't want it. I don't give a shit about this backstory and like this whole thing, the vision with her ancestors. I'm like, what? The the Avatar, last Airbender vision. Yeah, I, so I'm weird. Like, Why is the chief in that? So, so like, I watched the entire <laughs> I episode and I was mad because I was like, this can't be 
I just her episode. episode. Like, there's no way that this is just her episode. You, you know what is? She's the Meg of the Hello Universe now. But you know what? She wasn't in episodes eight and nine. And like, it sucks because like, you know, it's not the actress's fault. It's just this writing. No. Like, what is this? Like, I don't like, I don't, you know don't what she care. felt like? She felt like, um, what's homeboy <laughs> in uh Mortal Kombat that got, we got force fed and we hated afterwards. Cause we were oh, like, Scorpion, oh, uh, plot, uh, plot, Zero plot. Sun? Yeah. Plot, literal plot yes. armor. Yes. God, man. I'm so it, annoyed it felt like that. that. It felt like we got for something and we we're like, why do we need this? Scorpion like great great grandkid no yeah. yeah something like that he was oh the movie yeah, yeah. he was sub-zero's yeah. descendant and scorpion's descendant scorpion's descendant oh, thank you i'm not yeah. bugging thank you Rick. <laughs> i appreciate you I'm sorry i'm sorry you're right it's scorpion i forgot it was, scorpion it was like not literally the main, main character's fucking power is plot armor yeah listen yeah, listen listen Regardless, it was one that of wasn't that, that bad. Okay, I'm just gonna say it was, but it could have been better if we like you didn't need one. You didn't need to make him scorpions. Like everybody's face is like, shut up, Bob. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm no, like, yeah, I mean, I'm not doing, I'm not doing, I'm not saying the same thing I say every week. <laughs> I, I'm holding on to it. It's staying in here. I ain't saying it. I ain't saying it. Well, I haven't heard it. What, what is it? Oh, oh. <laughs> oh Ray wants to hear. Go ahead, guys. It's the pass that our lovely friend Val gives to Sony Marvel products. She gives them a pass, oh. and we're all like, "It's garbage." And she's like, "I, I don't give care." Them a pass because it's Marvel. I don't care. Exactly. I don't care. <laughs> I will still. Marvel. They can still take They're my money. They can Warner still. Now. Who? Mortal Kombat. Oh, no, but he was talking. Okay, never mind. No, I'm no, because the mortal, because you know, she was like, Oh, it's not that bad. And we're all like, Yo, oh, okay. this shit was trash. It was a trash <laughs> I, movie. I, I guess I liked the the main character. It wasn't great, obviously, but it wasn't too bad. It's watchable. It was watchable because the fatalities were cool. Yeah, yeah and, and honestly, watchable. honestly, that the whole movie was whatever, but like that moment in the end when he says, Get over here, and the fucking like original. Mortal Kombat theme song kicks on. The dun, 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 dun. I was like, oh, yeah, excellent. I love this. The movie was, right. it was Sub-Zero and Scorpion. It had moments. I it had moments. Sub-Zero and, and Scorpion fighting. That's all I want. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the whole They're movie. trying to build a story around something that we've grown and loved and doesn't. it didn't work. It had moments. It wasn't terrible. It's still watchable. What I watched the animated ones. They were so animated much ones better. Are so good. Just, the animated Halo. ones are so good. It's That's not like, better it's than Halo. Well, no, it's, it, no, it was just a comparison. Like her subplot sucks, and it could have been used for something else. I didn't. We didn't. Yeah. None of us. We didn't need it. It's unfortunate. And like I would have been more excited if she was someone who ended up getting indoctrinated into the Spartan program. Me too. Uh, That's what I wanted. Yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah, yeah. Like her yeah. and Master Chief yeah. are on the run, and she's learning, and like you know, she becomes a future Spartan or something. She's too yeah, strong. or like she, she, yeah, exactly. Or she's too old to even start. But like if she wants to be a Spartan, and they're like, well, you can't because you're not like bio genetically engineered and she's like right. i don't give a fuck and she still does the training that would have been a much better character if she yeah. like overcomes all her like handicaps and still yeah. becomes a spartan even though she wasn't raised yeah. from uh from a kidnapped child like, she becomes yeah. a hell jumper or something also, like her, her whole thing like that she hates the spartan she hates mm -hmm. like she's always like against everything to have her change and be like well shit like my dad could have been wrong and the fucking spartans might have been actually kind of right on this one and like whatever whatever you wanted to do yeah. with that could have been so much i could better. see that 
yeah, it could have been. Yeah, and it, it would have made sense to protect yeah. people from ever that ever yeah. happening to her people again, things of that nature. Shit yeah, because like it, that it made it, it made a lot more sense to go that route because even like in the first episode, she's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna get off this planet." She didn't care about being on that planet; she wants to get off, and it would have made more sense. And like, you know what? I'm going to learn from the um from the Spartan program and then become um, a soldier with them because I want to come back and protect my people. That would have made more sense instead of her going against this whole subplot with Fincher and everything. That the witches and they're like, Master Chief needs you. I'm like, no, Master Chief needs two things, a gun and Cortana. Like, that's it. <laughs> does it, does it, he doesn't need anything else. Can someone please explain to me the fusion between what happened at the end with Master Chief dying and Cortana taking over? I was not proud of that. That's a TV yeah, show. Funny. Yeah, that was yeah. that was that was for the TV show. Just that doesn't show. happen. And, it was and so again, they can again, get, terrible. It was so because... that they can recover the Covenant artifact and be like, "Oh, man, like why is let's build a plot it? device?" It was like, it was like, it was, it was, it was like "Oh shit!" Like because you saw Kai. Kai was like, "Chief, no!" And then she was like, "He picked it up," and, and it's like, "Oh, that's when we make the connection." Like he's not there anymore. Uh, so and it's also doesn't really make sense so is it just like what is it about him that activates it i thought it was just his his body or his own genetic i think think it's it's his consciousness his consciousness well yeah exactly his consciousness now we're getting really really like metaphysical here like i thought it was his dna that it's something about i don't think yeah it's his bloodline but he has to he has to be conscious because they showed it um a couple episodes ago when they were doing the tests with him and Cortana, they did those tests before. And like, they showed that when he's not conscious or he's not driving, you know, he's not driving, it doesn't work. Like we saw that, we saw that a couple episodes ago, like they laid the seeds for that a number of episodes ago. And that's another thing that I actually agree made more sense in the show. Whereas like in the games, all of humanity has that where they touch forerunner artifacts and they light up all of humanity has that genetic imprint. Here they made it just uh, uh, Master really? Chief and, and McKee. Yeah, yeah. And How so, does because, that work then? Because like, not to get too much into it, but like the forerunners considered humanity to be like their uh, uh, their their uh, not predecessors. They're like the people who would carry on their mantle. You know, once they were gone, the humans mm-hmm. are going to be uh, they're our favorites. They're going to be the ones. So they like passed on their genetic imprints, and they basically started breeding humans. Like the humans that are alive today are because they were bred by the uh, the forerunners, right? Now the Covenant discover all these forerunner artifacts, and they're like, "Oh, the forerunners are our gods." Wait a minute, what do you mean the forerunners preferred humans? Humans must die. That's where that conflict started, you know. So in the games, all humans are able to touch artifacts and they all light up. Here, they just made it. I see how in the show that would have been kind of weird and made for a bigger problem. So they made it so it's just that the chief and Maquis touch it and they light up. That made sense. That's fine. Um, but yeah, I don't know why I got into this tension, but it didn't make sense that Cortana would like take over his body and that's the way he was able to carry it. It just I just felt like the writers were like, oh, this is gonna be really clever, but it's like, no, you could have had some of the other Spartans carry it at any point. Also, you know what? What was the point of taking over his body when Cortana could have at any point taken control <laughs> of that ship and gunned everyone down? Why were they yes. even struggling? Yes. Right. I Why agree. Were they struggling when she's like, all right, I got to control your body. Now I'm going to take over the ship and kill everyone. He's got to get she his kill streak that. up. 
That's what happened. Yeah, exactly. First of all, that's I will say overkill. though that scene, and them showing him fighting and all of that. That scene though at the end when they were the Spartans were going in, that was freaking awesome. The action awesome. in there, the the the, it was good to see. It gave me very much video game vibes. It, I can see where it pulled off the actual video game there. It yeah, reminded me. You know, I never paid. That scene reminded me of playing Reach, like at the end when the Covenant is coming at you. I thought that was going to happen because you guys told me, you guys told me like you just shoot off till the end of time and then you die kind of thing. So I'm like, oh my God, they're all going to die. I thought they were all going to die. I I seriously thought that was what was going to happen. I I waste the season for it. it, One was going to die. Like, I mean, like we needed to lose one. It'll be funny. We almost did. They had to burn her tit off, but you know. It would be funny if this is foreshadowing for them saying like, yeah, we're going to give you reach and we're going to kill a bunch of fucking people because I'm like, yo, that to me, that would be their version of a red wedding season. Just killing off a bunch like you introduce a bunch of Spartans in the first half, make them beloved and everything now where it's like they're all removing their chips. And then that second half of that season, you're just killing motherfuckers. Would have been better if we got them this season. Yeah, that's yeah. This, you know, it would have. I, I mean, can't be all perfect. It's okay. That's true. I thought it was well done. It 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 it, it could have been Super Mario bad. It oh, could have been awful. It's just you know, I yeah, wanted to be good. I wanted to be successful. You know, yeah. and so the series I, I'm, two I'm best episodes according to IMDb was episode five when they had that whole fight with him and he uh and that big dude for the first time. Oh, the brute. Oh, yeah. The brute. And then and they look when they lose the second this, artifact, right? The and this episode. last episode, yeah, yeah. Everything else has been like episode one, seven point something. Nope, episode one, seven point six. Seven point well, six. I mean, I don't think it was bad because that's when 6. he 6. they start yeah, when the Spartans first land. And that first, that first eighteen minutes of episode one are really it, it get was you attached. Good. That's yeah, yeah. I that's what made me attached. Hey, hey, what's going on? And happy belated, brother. Yeah. Belated birthday, bro. Happy belated, bro. I think um, that first episode was pretty strong. Uh, but first, yeah, five and nine are the highlights of the series. That first episode gave me Saving Private Ryan vibes when the when the Saving Private Ryan first comes up. You just get the whole Everybody call. Hell, oh, man. That, that really they, did. they straight up murdered kids in that episode. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. And, Everyone uh, died in that entire city. It was rough. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. They're taking the gloves off. All right. Yeah. yeah, it's what good. it's why I even bother to continue to watch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I was I was I was cool because I was like, I love an I love a show that tells me what kind of show it is in the first episode, and they did it, and then it didn't as it went on, and I was just like, wait a fucking minute, why are we getting yeah, that, all this other shit? Yeah, whole magical storyline threw it off. I feel like if it, if you eliminated that, I think the show would have earned um, more. Because that magical storyline we did not need. We and and that's the whole consensus from the panel is like, you know, we did not need um and again, it would have been more interesting to see that she would have tried to become a Spartan. That yeah. would have been more, much more interesting. Yeah. But, um, I agree. So I'm thinking we end with something fun. Oh yeah. Let's 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 end with something fun. Go ahead, Tom. You take it. Thoughts on that Thor trailer. Yo. <laughs> Yo, okay. I need I, so I've been watching all of the as I've been rewatching all of the Christian Bale Batman movies, and I'm like, oh, I love fucking Christian Bale so much. And then just I, I will say and then that just I was seeing sad him as, about his like costume design because I'm like, we could have had like tentacle monster, like we could. I mean, and people are saying Thor. he may change, he may change, but like 
seeing him because you know he, you see him it looks like you see him earlier on mm-hmm. when he's on his planet when he makes his vow mm-hmm. and then he changes so he may change later on i mean especially if they don't kill him right. and make him a one movie villain i hope not you know because christian bale could be a bad guy and i'm i'm, I'm looking forward what? to it because it's just i'm looking forward to it also we're getting the necrosword that thing is about to like cause havoc oh it's great have you seen the trailer ray yeah I have. I loved it. I mean, I'm a. I've always said that Natalie Portman's my favorite actress of all time. Like I would, wa- oh, I would watch. No! It. Oh, oh no! no! <laughs> Wait, what? What? Oh, oh my God! First of all, she is so bad. What do you mean she's your favorite actress? I don't understand that. She has no range, no depth. Before she's not as bad as Kristen Stewart, but she's not good. Well, unfollow me right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. An Academy Award begs to differ. Oh please, based on crap. <laughs> she is so Yo, bad. Ray, she has not had any range. Come back to the show anytime. In what specifically? What movie specifically is she bad? <laughs> she hasn't had done shit. What is she? Okay, give me give me anything that's actually good other than Black Swan. The professional. She was like six, and she wasn't good. The guy, the, the actual um, the killer was of uh, what's his name. I can't recall right now. Oh, but you know who about. I'm talking about. Re- Re- she did was Re- take Re- care Re- of Re- a plant. Re- or Jean? Jean Reno. John, John, whatever his name. I don't he know. He for Vendetta. Really? You really? That was it. trash. Before Vendetta was good. Oh, trash. Uh, honestly, uh, I, um, oh, I, don't, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is about Natalie Portman. I just, I can just watch anything by that her. Is yep. yep. Exactly. No. <laughs> this is why. This is why she. Listen. Well, I mean, look, if we're going on what her the for, the through the Star Wars trilogy as Padme, really, bro. Trash. I'm sorry. Let me pull up her resume. Don't worry, I got it up. <laughs> that is so mean. Who's who steady hand said that? I I'm I feel bad. We'll have him on the show with you, Val. Don't worry. Steady will come on the show on the big. Annihilation, one of my favorite movies of all time. I actually that alone. That. I know, I know that was. Uh, as who has here has watched it? I haven't. I exactly, exactly. No one. Oh, 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 no, 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 no. It's, not, it's not. because I, I, <laughs> I want to watch it. It's not because of her, but I do want to watch. She's the lead in that, I believe. Her and uh, Oscar. She's looking for Oscar Isaac's. I believe that's the whole. Point I, I, I just want. Oh, no, I, I didn't. I watched Arrival. I thought you know it was what? Arrival. My bad. You know what? I, I'm looking at her. Uh, her. IMDb, yeah, she does a lot of crap. <laughs> yeah, thank you. But but still, like, come on. You guys are just going on a pretty face. Come on. Oh, I'm going on the muscles. <laughs> Those muscles aren't real. Okay. No. Okay. Oh, What's going no. on with you now? <laughs> now you're just hating. <laughs> They're not real. You know what's not real? Wait, wait, wait. You know, you know, know Marvel could, movies, you, but you yeah, still go to see, them. There you go. I was going to say, I was going to stare at the pot like, wait, you go for Jared Little Someone Morbius, but it, no, I'm not going to do that. Jared Little Morbius. Wait a minute. Hold on. I'm still going to watch it. I'm still going to enjoy it, but I. But that doesn't mean I have to like Natalie Morbin. It's Morbin time. 
I'm not problematic. I'm not. I promise. Sometimes. Oh, no. Oh, my God. We love you. This is great. I I love all of you. That's me. Don't ever don't don't ever change. <laughs> Not any one of you. That goes for you too, Steady. Don't ever change. That's me. Don't worry. Oh my god. <laughs> this is but thank you for looking up the resume, Ray, and verifying that a lot of her shit is trash. Hey, <laughs> she had a lot of things that I was like, okay, I can't defend this one or this one or this one. Yeah. Right. I appreciate it. I think I said said one movie out of the whole thing. I saw it, but I love her. (laughs) But I I appreciate. I mean, Black Swan really tips the scales. Yeah, when you said no Black Swan, you said no Black Swan. Well, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, exactly. She's like, I'll wait. Fortunately, fortunately, I will say she's not as bad as Kristen Stewart. So, with that said, she passes at a scale. Man, I hope to God when we watch this movie and we come back, you can't say anything bad about Natalie Portman as the Mighty Thor, and you got to eat your fucking words. I doubt it. I will Ooh. say, eh. can I, can I mean, I we'll see. You know what? That'll be very <laughs> No, the professional is freaking awesome, but it's because of Leon, whoever his real name is, not because of child Natalie Portman. Child Natalie Portman is just an extra. Oh, wow. She's not an extra in that movie. She's like a watch- main to do of that movie. Yeah, right. I know. I've seen it several times, but Yo, I enjoy it because of him. I'll be coming in here. That's fine girl. if you enjoy it because of him. Everyone loves him and whatever he's the in. Professional's he's freaking in fucking, awesome. He's in Onimusha 3 as a playable character. I love the guy. <laughs> but Natalie Portman is an important part of that movie, even as a child actress. Tell me where she's getting given any range outside of that. Go ahead. I'm not. I, I'm not having this. All of, but no, no, no. I'm not saying any of that. But you exactly. keep saying you keep saying that her role is negligent in Leon the Professional. No, no, no. I'm not right, saying right, it's negligent. Okay, episode. I'll take that back. If, that she was. She was like six. Get, okay. Get your asses back in here. No, no, no. Y'all can take. Y'all can. Y'all three she was can like debate six. this. She was like six years old. Yes, she was okay, but she hasn't grown past that. She is not a great actress. I'm sure she's a great person. She's very pretty, cool, whatever. But is she a great actress? Eh. Yeah, okay. Eh. Like in in V for Vendetta, that ending where, or towards the end, where she realizes that it was her capture was all fake and she starts having that panic attack. And don't give me that face. You're not even (laughs) going (laughs) to And she starts having that panic attack, and she goes out in the rain and cries, and like the whole bit. How how are you saying she has no range? Like that is range. That is acting. It. It's the craft. It. I love sure. every minute but of this have, fucking okay, episode. Listen, so far. we had. I, I've listened. Uh, having Val on our show for the for the year or two years at this point. Val is stuck in her ways, and she's. I not am. I'm such Seriously. a stubborn person. So <laughs> bad. He digs the heels in, and that's it. And it is what it is. It is we love it. It's, it's, it's always fun to debate. Someone's got to see those Sony <laughs> movies and Val's our girl, you know? She's got to. Yeah, I'm going to still watch them. No, no, nobody else will watch Morbius, but I watched it. I don't care. It. It's free. Me and Pong watched see, it. See, see Val, you're going to watch bad anime. You're going to watch the bad Sony movies. Me and Tone. We'll be all right. We'll be all right. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to read Wikipedia. I'm going to get my plots from there. <laughs> there you go. So there you sad. go. Big brain over here. Listen, all I'm saying is. There are better actresses than Natalie Portman. That's all I'm saying. And with Do that, I, I don't hate her. 
I just don't think she's great. And with that, this has been a fun episode of Nerd. So for those who are tuning in, <laughs> for those who are tuning in, so who just said that it was Ray Garza? Go back on the man, watch this episode, yes, learn Ray. more about his comic. Um, again, the comic is called again. Ray, drop that name for us. Tank McGregor and the Mechanical Menace. Please drop that plug. Go ahead, drop that plug. Tank McGregor and the Mechanical Menace is a sci-fi action comedy. If you love movies, action movies from the 80s and 90s, this is your jam. It's about an intergalactic bounty hunter who is down on his luck, but one day he gets a mission, an assignment to go hunt down a sentient uh, pleasure bot. And uh, as with all stories with great intrigue, not all is what it may seem. Uh, So enjoy. Thank you. Oh, you can find it at a, uh, uh, yeah, you can pledge for it at Lesser Known Comics Kickstarter, which is going on right now. The link is in the description, guys. Go right ahead. Link is in the description. It's an awesome read, guys. Please check it out. Pledge. It is so funny. On this entire episode. Yeah, it is so funny. (laughs) It has awesome, awesome lines like the crutch of the universe here and what? (laughs) I I loved it. It was so good. So you guys definitely have to check it out. Yep. And uh, if anything, looking at the way everything is going to be, (laughs) we will be talking Thor on July 12th. Ray, if you are down to jump on and discuss Thor with us, I'm sure we'll have you again. Absolutely. 100%. Uh, Yeah. uh, (laughs) And debate Natalie Portman with me. Come on. I'll have more more ammo. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> this is gonna be a good episode. Um, I came to be prepared we... to, to hate on Halo, not defend Natalie. That's what I was really thinking. <laughs> it's all right. It's okay. It's all right. Um, no. What we got next week, guys? So next Obi-Wan. week we're gonna be talking Obi Wan, Love, Death, and Robots. We got another guest coming on talking about his um, you know, backstory of comics and everything. So we're gonna get you guys posted with that. Uh, we got some great episodes coming in June. So Ray, again, we're gonna welcome you back to come back on t- definitely talk Thor with us. Um, we got a lot of stuff we got coming up the next week, guys. Um, Yo, we're still gonna be covering we're gonna be covering C eventually because C. Um, yeah, we're seeing the previews and all that too because Val has put us on to C. Um, there's a lot coming more. out in June. Yeah, there's a lot coming on June. There was a lot <laughs> so coming. No, no, we're gonna see C. It's just that we also gotta we got there's so much to fit in our hour and a half because we still gotta do Umbrella Academy season. We're, we're probably, oh, probably gonna go we're probably uh, gonna you guys have, see the trailer yet? Yes, yeah. Yeah. we have the have. boy season three, it's all coming, so like, like we wanna do C. But we, also, we got we got Stranger okay. Things season season See, four coming this out Friday. this Friday. There is so much. We're not even talking about it. We're not even talking okay. about it next week. Okay. Like, okay. Come okay. on. Okay. We have to. Also, also, I don't know if y'all saw this. Stranger Things season four, the last season of Stranger Things season four, they did what Game of Thrones should have done and make almost all of their episodes super fucking long. That last episode was like apparently two hours yeah. long. It's yeah, like two hours. Because we're getting we're getting seven we're getting I think we're getting seven episodes on Friday and we're getting the last two episodes in July and the last two episodes are like over an hour and a half and I'm like mm. if you want to make a short season make a short season make it long as hell. That's, you still, you still, still doing ninety hours of content. Don't worry, you you will be on here, steady. Don't worry, you'll be on here debating. <laughs> Listen, I'm about to fight, steady. I don't know why he's coming for me today. Wow. I'm not appreciating it. Wow. Oh, saying. Anyway, this has been your favorite <laughs> for everyone. This has been everybody's favorite podcast that gives you the Puerto Rican goodbyes. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes, yes. We totally do that all the time. Oh, so this has been your boy, Sebastian. It's been your boy, Law. Anybody tone from across the hall? With last not least, B-Mac. Should I, should I roll that beautiful B-music? Let, let, let's let's <laughs> roll. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you do. 
got you. All right. <laughs> and now you can roll. Peace out, everybody.